What is going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Fit, Healthy, and Most of All Happy Podcast. I'm your coach and host, Josh, here with his co-host and co-coach, KG, and I'm in the house. We're coming at you with another episode of Motivation Monday, you know, where we want to get everyone fired up. We answer some of your favorite questions. And these are questions we've been asked frequently because, hey, summer is here. Who doesn't want to ask for summer? No one wants abs in winter. You know, ain't no one seeing that through a winter coat. But when you're out at the beach, you're out at the campfires, you're out at all these different events and barbecues, there's nothing better than just being like, you know what? I could do my laundry anywhere. I could do it right here on my uh, on my six pack. So we're going to answer some fun questions regarding that today. But of course, first, we're going to start with some quotes. And I love to see, you know, I've gotten so many messages recently from clients and, you know, just community of listeners that say, hey, never stop doing the quotes. I love it. I like really pondering two great quotes. And I love when people share quotes with me. So, you know, always please feel free to share some of your favorite quotes because they do motivate me and Kyle. We love hearing all different types of quotes. Even today, I'm so fired up with my quote. So I'm just going to go ahead and start. So my quote for this week is that remember that life's greatest lessons are usually learned at the worst times and from the worst mistake. So this was just like, this is a big one. This is a deep one. You know, I think it's really hard sometimes in like some moments, like, you know, I can even think back when like something really bad happened. I'm like, oh, my life's over. This is so bad. This is the end of the road. Like, you know, in that moment, so many things can seem so defeating. You can just think, you know, it's really hard to pull out of it. But, you know, I think it's just a good reminder more than ever that, you know, no matter what adversity or struggle, when you push through it, you know, it can be such a good lesson, even though in that moment, it can be hard to really understand, you know, its purpose. But sometimes too, like they say, pressure makes a diamond, you know, when all the guns are pointing at you, you know, it's like, what can I do to come out of the situation? How can I be better? How can I learn from it? And I just thought this was a pretty great quote. And it definitely got me fired up today. Man, that fired me up too. And you know, it's, it's awesome that you brought that up because even myself, like a lot of times people ask me like, Hey, like what type, what type of regrets do you have? Or like, you know, just like a lot of times that something happens, I usually kind of just like try to bounce back and I'm like, Oh, well, that was a pretty good lesson learned. And like, you know, it's just, it's so, it's so awesome because like you and I even probably hear about all these clients who kind of go through these like ups and downs and struggles and just like any, anyone in life, we all have them, but it's just like, as we've talked about, it's the way that you kind of react to it, but even just kind of looking at it as like, Oh, you know, you lost a bit of money on something. It's like, okay, well now I know not to do that. You know, you make a bit of a mistake, you kind of get injured. It's like, man, we can learn a lot from those mistakes and from those, uh, those bad times for the most part. Absolutely. And my quote is just going to be something simple. It popped up this morning as I was uh, doing my little gratitude journaling. Um, and it just, it really inspired me. Well, not even inspired me, just kind of like fired me up because, um, well, anyways, I'm going to jump into the quote first and then explain after. Be very selective about who you take advice from. One quick way to lose your momentum and confidence is by taking advice from those who aren't qualified to give it. And once again, you know, as we had talked a lot about the fitness industry and stuff here and there and just anything in, I guess, anything in life that you're looking to get some advice from stockbroker finance person you know just someone for homes like someone for like just maybe work tips or whatever it is like you know just really make sure like I, I've always been in a situation where I really try to pay attention like who's giving me this this advice what type of place are they coming from you know like what have they done in their life and sometimes I'm just sitting there like hmm like you know, sure. Let's, you know, you're giving me a tip of how to get rich, but like, cool. That's awesome. I appreciate that. But a lot of times you got to just like need to move past. Right. And it depends on the type of person, but even for fitness, it's like, who are you following? Who are you listening to? Are you listening to someone who's actually 
transformed over a thousand people like ourselves, you know, not to brag or anything like that, but where you just listen to someone who's just in it to make a quick buck and trying to market. And, and, and it was cool because when we were in the DMS today, someone said, Hey, I really like how you guys like aren't always pushing something on us. Like all these products, all these like sponsors and stuff. I'm like, yeah, like we just care. Like, you know, every single day I just, I want to help people out. That's, that's what I'm here for. And um, I thought that was really interesting because, you know, once again, just think about like, who's giving me this advice and like, where, where are they coming from? You know, just not to be like rude to them, but just like really make sure that they're the right people to be giving you advice. So that way you can succeed long-term. Yeah. You definitely want to be careful. Like I think some people will listen too much to someone like, you know, there's a lot of debate on this too, but some people will say, you know, I don't want a trainer who's not in shape themselves. And like, there's arguments to both sides, you know, there are legitimate barriers to being in really great shape. But you know, it is true, like generally, you want, you know, if, if I want to learn how to do something, I'd rather learn from someone who's done it, who's helped other people do it, and you know, has a really great understanding of it, as opposed to someone who's like, just read about it or googled about it, you know, like, these are important things to consider. And you know, this is something that can often be overlooked, you know, a lot of the time too, if it's someone you respect, or someone you know, who holds some authority in some way, even when they talk about other things, will be quick to like listen to that thing as if it's fact without challenging it and you know that's why it's always a good reminder you know we always recommend people challenge you know everything they hear even you know if me and Kyle make a statement and you know you you should research it and make sure it's right there and you know once again we have a lot of confidence because we make sure to you know keep up to date with the latest you know articles uh, studies science and we try to break down the why behind everything but yeah once again like there's too many unfortunate things and like a lot of other podcasts and stuff that I've just had to turn off because they're making claims that are just straight up bogus, but they'll say it in a way where they sound so confident that you would believe it's true, right? And you wouldn't challenge it. And that's where you need to be dangerous, right? Like even if an episode or someone is saying 90% fact, and then they're throwing in 10% of nonsense, like it can be harder and harder to filter that out. That's why it's always good to always be learning, always be challenging, you know, doing all those great things. So I think that was a pretty awesome quote. Yeah. And even like, that's why a lot of times we say, Hey, it depends like your situation. Like, I feel like sometimes even like someone reached out for coaching the other day and I was like, I'd be doing you a disservice if I told you everything that we would be doing right now. Like we have to see, like a lot of it comes down to trial and error. Let's try it out. Let's make some changes. Like, I can't tell you exactly what your numbers are going to be like, how the, every single week, how it's going to move. But I can tell you that I will be there for you every step of the way. Um, and you know, once again, it's just like, sometimes people are like so quick to think they have all the answers and it's like, do you really, or are you just like, you know, trying to, trying to sell people and trying to like, you know, just anyways, I could go on for days about that. I don't want to spend too much time on it. <laughs> All right. So next up will be the client shout out who we got this week. So this week we have Kimberly and it's awesome. Uh, she has been absolutely crushing it. Just went on a nice two week bachelorette and, you know, safe to say she looked and felt fantastic. And, you know, I got a text from her even a couple of weeks ago. She's like, um, you know, I just wanted to let you know, I'm 135.4. I've never been under any, anywhere under 136 before. I've always been hovering over 140 these last few months. So I was so ecstatic to see, you know, myself push through a weight loss plateau. Um, she's just been absolutely crushing it. You know, she's uh, someone who started doing some home workouts and she's finally like yeah I want to challenge I want to do some home workouts so she's building some quality muscle like she's just lost a tremendous amount of weight as you can see once again check out her Instagram at Colossus Fit she's feeling fit healthy and happy and obviously just through the weekly check-ins through the accountability through the custom programming she's been doing a great job and I couldn't be more proud of her success 
Yeah, huge shout out there. You know, once again, we love showcasing someone in our program who's doing exceptional. And the reason we love doing that especially is because all of our transformations, we don't just say, hey, here's an amazing transformation, stare at it. Um, you know, when you actually go to the next, like, uh, I guess, tile of that Instagram post, we post some of their top tips that led to their transformation. So, you know, it can be really fun because you can get some like little insider secrets from each person, just like you would at a gym or a friend, you'd be like, how do you do this? How do you see such amazing change? And it's really cool to pick up and learn on all these little different tips and tricks, because it can really, uh, you know, like I always say, there could just be one thing that could really, you know, click, you know, that could be the light bulb going off in your head to really make that transformation come through and be incredible. So definitely be sure to check us out on Instagram at Colossus Fit, C-O-L-O-S-S-U-S-F-I-T. Now, without further ado, we're going to go ahead and jump into the episode because I don't think we have any thoughts this week. Do you, Kyle, anything on your I mind? I don't have much, man. I, I don't have a whole lot this week. You know, it's it's just been kind of going with the flow and just staying consistent with everything. That's the biggest thing. <laughs> and that's all right. You know, like we said, sometimes, you know, me and Kyle, like uh, me in particular, you know, I'll talk for like 20 minutes about some random thing that caught my eye. But yeah, right now I don't have anything particularly on the top of my mind. So we're just going to go ahead and answer some really great questions because we have some amazing ones today. So definitely be sure to stay tuned because there are just some incredible, incredible, uh, you know, questions. So first question you're going to love this one. This is an interesting one. So this, this will be some good fun is how do I lower my body fat quickly? And I love this question, even though I hate it because I get asked it very often, like, especially from people outside of the sphere. So you have to understand, like, as a listener of this podcast, like, even if you've listened to like 10 episodes, you'll have like, better fitness advice or fitness knowledge, I'd say than 99% of people like most people are so confused about very basic, obvious things, you know, like, is protein bad for me? Um, you know, when I sweat, am I burning fat, like all these different weird little things that people will believe and, you know, you can't really fault them. Like, for instance, I don't know, there's things I know nothing about. And you know, I would just once again, be very like unsure in that category of or that sphere of knowledge, right? Like, it's totally natural. But with fitness, people, the problem is it is relevant to everyone's life. And that's what everyone should know about it. So you know, if you're new, and you love this podcast, or you have a friend that's trying to get started, like, please uh, share it with them. That really helps us grow that you know, helps us bring another really hungry, awesome people into this community. So we can all grow and learn together, which is absolutely awesome. But anyways, getting back to it, everyone at some point generally, you know, is like, listen, I need to lose some weight. And I want to lose it quick. I need to lose 20 pounds for next week for so and so's wedding. You're like, Whoa, okay, well, you know, that's not really gonna happen. So the first thing, the reason I find this question interesting is it's body fat, it's not weight. Um, like losing 20 pounds in a week is doable. Like it absolutely is doable. Will you lose 20 pounds of fat? Absolutely not. But you can take, you can get rid of water. You can get rid of all these different things, right? Like obviously you see pro fighters, they'll cut water, they'll do all these different things, but that is not sustainable change. So body fat is actually losing mass, right? Like losing unwanted mass. But unfortunately by losing body fat, you can also lose muscle. So the first thing I like to kind of caution people with this is, yes, you can lose a lot of weight quickly, but there's two big risks that come with it, in my opinion. The first big risk is that it's not sustainable. It just becomes very unhealthy because to lose significant amounts of mass and in particular fat, you really, really need to be an extreme deficit or have, you know, an extreme output, right? You need to be insanely active. So for instance, someone who always sat on the couch who started running, you know, half marathons every other day or something crazy like that, right? And didn't change your food consumption at all. But most regularly, people will starve themselves. They'll do some weird 
detox or some weird temporary diet. And the problem with these are, you know, yes, starving yourself, you lose, you will lose weight. Like it's a proven fact. But um, once again, the problem is once you get that ability to have fat again, you know, it's going to trigger different hormones and, you know, different things in your mind that are just going to hit, you know, like it's being proven that it actually hits similar to like how some drugs can hit. Like when you have really saturated fats and sugars, like the brain lights up like that. And because of that, you'll see people that will do these crazy diets. They'll lose a bunch of weight and however much time they'll gain it all back real fast. You know, it's very commonly said that America doesn't have a weight loss problem. They have a weight regain problem. And this is a really interesting way of looking at it because I think everyone listening to this episode probably has lost weight at some point, whether it's one pound, five pounds, 10 pounds, but the problem is gaining it back on. So that's why I recommend an appropriate rate of loss for where you are in your journey. You know, if you're severely obese, like very overweight, yes, you could probably lose four to six pounds a week and that would be totally okay. Should Kyle be doing that? No, because once again, the second detriment there is he's going to lose quite a little, lot of muscle. That's why you want to do it in, once again, a really calculated and slow approach. And the other, I guess, big third problem I'm going to throw on here is when you start really low, where do you go? right? Like that's the problem. Like, you know, it's not like you can cut your calories even more if you're essentially starving yourself. Like, what are you going to do? Eight, nothing. And that's where it gets really messy. That's why you want to kind of start by finding that maintenance, putting yourself in a small deficit, going at your rate of loss. You know, for most people, that's probably going to be one to two pounds a week. That's more of a healthy metric, unless you already are quite lean. Some people that might be half a pound a week, like it's going to be different for everyone. So this is my caution before we actually get into some of our top tips to how to take off body fat. But I'd figure, I figured I would cover some of these pre-disclaimers, some of these things that might challenge your thinking on this topic. So instead of saying I need to lose 20 pounds in a week, you know, maybe say, hey, I want to lose two pounds a week and I can do that realistically maybe with one diet break in 21 weeks, right? That's fair. Two pounds a week or not 21 weeks, sorry, in 10 weeks, right? So, you know, or 11 weeks with the diet break. So by reframing it, and having that like appropriate amount of time and understanding your schedule too, because maybe you want to lose 20 pounds, but halfway through that, you're going on vacation for a week and you're like, Ooh, I'm going to have a hard time being in a deficit there. So maybe you pre-use that as your diet break. But once again, I know this is a lot of knowledge and that's why I think Kyle would probably agree. I, it always, you know, I'm always like, Ugh. when someone close to me asked me how to lose fat quick or something, cause I'm like, Ooh, we're gonna have to get into a big, big talk. You know, it takes a while and to rechange that thinking can be quite a lot. Um, but these are really big things. And that's why it's important even like, you know, once again, reaching out with coaching is great because me and Kyle will pre-assign this for you. You know, we'll be like the mad scientists on the control board, making sure we are doing it at the appropriate level. And what's really cool is once, uh, you know, accuracy and consistency improves, me and Kyle can, you know, really, really get in there and produce really small changes. Like I have some clients that are gaining 0.25 pounds per week. And once again, we always say the body's the boss. It's not always exact, but you can get it pretty good to where you can really, really control, you know, weight gain and weight loss, which is awesome to achieve your aesthetic goals, which is awesome. So those are all my top, um, you know, little things I want to add on there. And if Kyle has anything to add on, great. If not, we'll let him jump into how to actually reduce body fat. Yeah, like I just, I always ask like, like why? What's the reasoning that you want to do it so quick? I think like there are a few scenarios, like I'm going to be completely honest, where it makes sense. You have a, a, a specific event. I think that's the biggest thing. But even if you're someone who's like extremely overweight, like I wouldn't say that you need to do it super quickly. Like, yes, there are a lot of like health negatives that are taking place by you being overweight but i do believe that those who just lose it so quickly like sometimes people are like hey i'm losing about one pound per week like you know just like i want to do it quicker and i'm just like why and then like they have nothing to say and i'm like 
perfect. You, you're doing great. Let's keep it going. And that's something that's super, super important to take note of. So it's just like, even a buddy the other day just asked me, he's like, Hey man, like I just, I need it off like super quick. I'm like, why? He's like, Oh, well, you know, I just, uh, summer's coming up and I'm like, yeah, but like, what's going to happen after? Like, do you really want to lose like five pounds per week and then put it all back on afterwards and not do anything sustainable? And he's like, Oh yeah, probably not. So once again, that's something to take note of. Josh did a really good job of precautioning that. So I really appreciate that because yeah, every time I hear this question, I'm just like, Oh, I'm like, uh, quickly, like, you know, it's just, and I think we've trained our clients now to know like, okay, it's going to be sustainable. You're going to lose the weight. You're going to keep it off. And like, who doesn't want that? Like, do you, like, why do you want to lose weight and then put it all back on? It makes no sense to me at all. Um, you know, so that's something to keep in mind. But once again, just being in a slight deficit is always going to be the biggest thing, no matter what, you know, once again, there is a body recomp where you can kind of be around maintenance. That's a different story for a different podcast, but just making sure that you are in that deficit consistently is always going to be number one. Most people think they're in a deficit. They're under logging. They're not logging sauces. They're not tracking on the weekend and all that stuff. Um, and that's why they're not necessarily actually dropping body fat. So making sure you are in that deficit, you're strength training at least three times per week. This is a huge mistake most people make is just, oh, I'm going to do cardio. I'm going to walk every day. I'm going to eat my, eat my, uh, uh, eat well with my nutrition. I'm going to make good choices, but they're not doing resistance training. And then the last piece of the puzzle that I find super important is always sleep and stress management. Those three, I truly believe are the biggest things. Fat burners, who cares? Supplements, who cares? Um, you know, and once again, even to kind of add on, like if you look at like a pyramid of the important things, it's always going to be the nutrition, the strength training, the sleep, the stress management. Um, and then like the macros are obviously up there as well. Like protein is going to be up there with like the calories, but then near the bottom is also going to be cardio. Um, and once again, I do believe cardio is a tremendous way to decrease your, um, to increase your expenditure, which will help you create that deficit. I think if you aim for about 10,000 steps a day, you do some cardio, like three to four, maybe like two to four times a week, depending on your situation. Once again, not too much cardio because that will lose too much body fat to the point where you don't even look good or feel good, um, or perform good. And that's pretty much it. Like that's the basics. Like, you know, we're not trying to overcomplicate it here. Anyone who does tell you, you need to just do keto, you know, maybe they believe it, maybe it's worked for them, but I don't believe that that's the, uh, that's the way. And last but not least making it sustainable, you know, just in introducing a diet break, like Josh said, um, you know, once again, like in allowing yourself to follow the 80, 20 principle, like these are all my beliefs. These are what has worked for me. This is what's worked for over a thousand of our transformations, probably close to 1500 now, which is awesome. And you know, that's, that's how we lose body fat. I wouldn't say, you know, if you want to do a bigger deficit and eat less and, and start moving more, that's awesome. But once again, have a game plan for afterwards. Cause I never want to hear someone lose 20 pounds and put 20 back on. Like I just, I, I don't care for that truthfully. And I'll say it to anyone. I want to see you lose weight and keep it off because we care about every single one of you, like our friends and family. Yeah. we actually have an amazing total guide on this, don't we? That we'll link in the show yep. notes. Like we have a really great episode. Uh, you want to take over here? Yeah. Yeah. We have that. I think it's like, just like a five-step process, probably about 16 minutes. We'll, uh, I'll make sure to put a note here and you guys can listen to that as well if you want a full guide, but you know, hopefully that makes sense. I think the biggest thing I want to do like, and, and Josh as well, just to get across that, like, it doesn't have to be quickly, like, you know, losing body fat shouldn't be super quick and it doesn't have to be that way. Yeah, that's exactly it. Like once again, even myself, I have such a 
could be a good tendency or bad tendency, but I like to get things done. Like I hate having a lot in the background. Like I want to check these off. I want to get a finish, but you know, this is not something you just check off and rush. Like it's your body we're talking about. It's your health. Like it goes so much past just looking good. So you want to make sure you're doing it in the right way. So you don't actually have any detriments that are associated with it. So I hope that was really helpful. That was a lot. Um, me and Kyle always dread going into it because we've said it so much and it's hard to say without disclaimers, but I think that was a really great episode or a really great answer. Uh, so, you know, if you have someone you think would appreciate it, definitely send them to this episode, share this to your story, whatever it is, tag us at Colossus Fit, C-O-L-O-S-S-U-S-F-I-T. And we would love to answer or we'd love to, you know, say, hey, and if you're coming from one of that, you know, hey to you, I, I know it gets a little bit confusing there. You know, sometimes <laughs> it's so hard talking the past, present, the future, all these different things, but case in point thanks for listening if you share the episode thanks so much as well uh let's jump into the second question so the second question oh yeah you're good i was gonna say just because once again just one last thing is just a lot of times when it ends up being quicker you end up just doing the most drastic things like the other day someone was like hey like he's a gentleman who who could very easily lose weight on just over two thousand calories and he's like hey man i want to eat 1500 is that good i'm like why? Like, what, like, would you not want to eat a little bit more? And like a lot of times when people are just have that quick mindset, they're like, okay, juice cleanses. Okay. Um, you know, just these like waist trainers, like they just, they have that mindset of quick. So then they will always like be looking for the quick answer, which ends up being something just completely absurd, like a detox, like a, like a waist trainer, like a, um, like a fat burner and stuff like that. So I just wanted to share that. Um, sorry to interrupt, but, uh, let's jump into number two. <laughs> No, totally cool. I agree with that as well. So I'm glad you uh, made mention of that. But second question is, should I train abs every day? And you know, we get this one a lot, quite simply, you know, since we took so long on the last one, let me just break it down nice and quick. No, you should not. Um, You know, abs, like any other muscle group, they need time to recover. You know, this is something I really like to push. And still, I will get messages from clients from community saying, hey, like, I need to lose more stomach fat, give me more abs. And I'm like, yeah, that's not how it works. Like, once again, spot reduction, for the most part, is being shown to be a myth, you know, in any significant way. There is some research saying it might have some minimal effect, but it's nothing substantial enough that would really justify, you know, hitting abs really hard every day. And where people go wrong is they want such a mention onto abs because you're like, I just want a six pack. I just want a six pack. But so much of it is nutritional. Like even though we'll say like, you know, it's a hundred percent nutritional, hundred percent gym or whatever, you know, it's always hard to know what kind of percentage base they are both just so important. Training abs is definitely not like the be all end all right. And people that just want to hit abs hard for 60 minutes by doing that, you're going to take away from actually training major muscle groups that need a lot of attention. Like even the concept of legs getting like one dedicated day is kind of like a scam. If you think about it, like, it's not like people most generally just do an upper, like some people do upper lower. I get it. Um, but it's not like you do. Most people at least won't do like a quad day, a ham day, a glute day, a adductor day, abductor day, you know, a calf day. Like there's so many muscle groups in there and there's only so much time, right? You want to make sure you're really dedicating yourself to doing major muscle groups. You're doing things like compounds. We're also going to be getting a lot of uh, working your abs. You know, there's so many different things to consider there. And in a way, you are kind of working your abs every day because they're like calves. Even though you might have dedicated days to it, they're still going to be evolved in the background. Even as I sit here on this podcast, I'm squeezing my abs. You know, I'm aware of that. And just the same, you know, I'm walking every day on my legs and they're getting some 
form of work. But in terms of direct abs training, I really feel like two times a week is the sweet spot for me. I used to do three, you know, I will assign three for some clients because I know they really do like it. So, hey, you know, like if you want to go a little bit more on the high end, do three. Otherwise, two is absolutely plenty. Do your compounds, hit your exercises. That's totally fine. And you will see changes so long as your, you know, uh, diet is right. You're in a deficit and you decrease your body fat. Yeah. And even just like, it's okay if you like really enjoy training abs, because like, let's get real when we have that burning sensation, like, you know, and even like, let's talk about placebo for a second. Like there are some people who may make better eating decisions. They may feel like they're doing some better things or making a bit of progress. And it is good because that will, once again, leave you feeling awesome. Once again, maybe decrease your calorie intake, maybe, you know, just keep your core tighter and just like, once again, be a bit more motivated to, you know, do a couple other things, which is awesome. But, you know, it's a great feeling. Like if you want to do it, awesome. Awesome, but just a lot of times people think that that's what gives them abs. And in reality, if, if we go back to that, like scale of like the order of importance, like it's very actually low on the order of importance. Like it is important to once again, still do ab training to be able to shape the abs. But it's like at the end of the day, Russian twists and leg raises for the next five days, aren't really going to do that, especially if you're not monitoring your nutrition and whatnot. So it is great to do. I do believe we always need to have a strong core, do the right ab exercises, you know, kind of break it down into the right movements, um, especially, you know, like a twisting movement, a, a lower ab movement, you know, some sort of crunching movement. Like we love cable crunches. Um, but once again, yeah. Anyways, I know I said once again, a million times, but that's it. Josh answered it and did a great job of that. Yeah. We always get fired up and it's funny before we film these, we're often like, ah, have we talked about this recently? And then usually we find like, there's so many different ways to take it. Like that's, what's so cool about fitness. Like we could talk about deadlifting every episode for the next 10 episodes and we could honestly make everyone unique, interesting and coming at it from a different angle. Like that's what makes exercise so fun and so great. Like even though people will say, Hey, it's boring going in the gym, just strength training or just doing cardio or whatever it may be. Right. Like, but there's so many different avenues and ways to make it unique and interesting and be masterful. I'm constantly learning. I'm constantly, uh, you know, carving and improving my craft. Like it's an ongoing process. So, you know, it's always beneficial, even though if you're like, Hey, I already kind of know about this topic like you'll be amazed like i'm sure you've already learned some new things about everything we talked today which is pretty cool but jumping to the third question we'll hand this one off to kyle is when you use measurements to calculate progress which ones do you focus on this is a great one. All of our clients absolutely know the importance of taking measurements. Uh, every single time someone signs up, we get them to order a measuring tape off Amazon. They're only a couple bucks. And it's, here's the thing. The scale is a, is a great tool, you know, to monitor progress, but especially for people who are looking to do more of a body recomp, gain some muscle, lose fat. Like it's not always going to give you the accurate data. As we know, it always fluctuates. It goes up and down. Um, you know, sometimes you gain four pounds overnight, even though you didn't actually gain weight. So that's why all the measurement tools are ideal. Um, we get photos sent to us every single month, which is huge. We, and then uh, measurements every single month as well. But I just wanted to list off the uh, most important ones that we do keep track of. So we have neck, we have shoulder, we have chest, we have arms, obviously both arms. We have forearms, both forearms. We got the stomach area. We have the glutes. We have quads. We have calves. And then that's pretty much it, right? So I think that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. We have nine different things that we monitor. And, you know, there's a lot of things people realize, right? There's sometimes that you may not see any changes in your neck, but a lot of times, you know, someone who loses body fat, they're like, oh, wow, my neck's going down. A lot of our clients will actually realize that their glutes will go up three inches and then their stomach's gone down three inches. That's amazing, right? So keeping track of all these, having someone do the measurements for you is always going to be more accurate. If you're doing it, 
the shoulders by yourself, it does become very hard to do. And yeah, these are the things that we keep track of. Hopefully you're able to write that down. If you, you know, if it was too quick, just shoot me a message and we'll send that all over to you. But once again, measurements are huge. There's, it's a lot of information you can gather. Um, and if you take them every single month. Yeah, I love it. Even, uh, even for me, like I've looked back on some of my measurements from like six years ago and it's so cool to see like the different ways my composition has actually changed. And I'm so happy you mentioned the neck because I want to get into that. Like these weird areas, you'd be amazed, even like the forearms, like all these different metrics, like they all have their purpose, you know, and sometimes things will stay static, but you'll see big changes in the weirdest areas. And, you know, they're all a great reflection. It's a great ability to see, you know, are you progressing? And this is just one tool of many. Obviously, you know, sometimes people go, hey, my measurements didn't change much. They'll send me their physique photos. I'm like, dang, like, look at the compositional change. Like everything's tighter, leaner. Like you can see, you know, more lean muscle coming in. And like, that's why, like, I like using a variation of different metrics and why it's so important. But I'm really happy someone asked that because that is a big thing I do uh, for all my clients. And speaking of that, you know, if you'd like to learn more about our coaching and you want to see some incredible change this summer, message me on Instagram, summer abs, you know, just summer abs or I want abs, whatever one you like, I'll let you pick there. Uh, hit, hit me up with a message on that on Instagram at Colossus Fit, C-O-L-O-S-S-U-S-F-I-T. And I want to help a few of you who have never had abs before, have never seen, you know, those changes in your stomach. You know, I'm going to show you how to do it the right way without any gimmicks, any nonsense. You know, we're going to get it done together, especially for the summer, which is going to be totally awesome. So hit me up with that message if you want to learn more. Once again, the Instagram is at Colossus Fit, C-O-L-O-S-S-U-S-F-I-T. So I'll see you over there. But now into the last question for today, which is, hey, I'm new to chest workouts. What are the best exercises to increase my strength. So, you know, this is a great topic because I actually had, you know, like someone over recently and they were doing chest probably for like the first time they've ever done it or the second time they've ever done it in their entire life, you know, and they're like, Hey, I don't necessarily feel it in my chest all that much. So I'm like, it, it takes a while. Like it's hard to get good chest contractions. You know, it's funny because uh, like in particular with presses, I'll hear it all the time with barrel bench press. I don't feel it in my chest. I don't feel it in my chest. And truthfully, I don't feel it in my chest a ton either. Like barbell bench press in particular is like an AB movement. You're getting a lot of assists from your triceps, a lot of assists from your shoulders. Like there's a lot going on in there, right? And because you're just focused on lifting that bar up, getting it up, you're not going to feel the world's craziest contraction. Whereas, you know, when you're doing a fly and you have a lot of leverage, your arms all the way out, you're going to feel like a lot of burn in there, right? So chest is kind of a funky one for that, you know, especially women, there's less muscular mass in there. You know, there's more fat mass, just obviously for the chest has a different use in men and women. Um, so that's to be expected as well. Like you might not get crazy contractions, but this is something you can hone in over time. And like, before we even get into exercise, one big tip I always like to have is people with chest movements, think barbell bench, think um, dumbbell bench, think flies, will fixate on squeezing their um, hands together, the vision pushing their hands together to do it. And what's weird with this is you'll feel it a little bit more in your biceps. Like that cue is okay. I get the logic of it, right? Because you want to bring your chest together. But a better tip is to actually envision kind of bring your elbows together. It's, it's silly things you learn like this, like from personal training, from our forum videos, from all these different things. But these little tips and tricks can completely revolutionize, revolutionize an exercise. So like even barbell bench press, right? Like if you were holding onto the bar, it's hard right now. It's a podcast. I don't know if you're in a gym, but if you're in a gym, you can try it or next time you could write this down, hold on to the bar, like do a bench and pull it apart. Like imagine you're trying to pull the bar in half, break it in half. So do that. And you're going to feel your lats really activate your backs. Really. You're going to be like, Whoa, you know, it's a whole different feel, even though your primary mover is through your chest, you're just changing the tension 
of that movement, you know, to where you're actually keeping tension on your lats, even though you are working your chest, just the same. If you envision, you know, squeezing that bar inwards, you're going to get a little bit more engagement from that chest. You imagine locking out with those elbows. So contraction is something that takes time and will come over time. And like, a lot of that will be largely part to mind muscle connection to becoming more of an expert, but you can really kind of speed up that process by watching our form videos because you learn all these little tips and tricks that can completely make an exercise that much more official. So these are just things to consider, but more than anything, you know, start with the basics. Um, in particular for chest, I just love dumbbell presses of any kind, incline, decline, flat. Um, it's great with dumbbells because you're working each arm unilaterally. You know, you're going to build some more of that. Uh, you know, you're going to do it right. Whereas people with a barbell will do things completely lopsided. Their bar path will be a mess. So you kind of want to get a little more masterful with that. Dumbo flies, I'm a big, big fan of, you know, if you have shoulder problems, you can always do fly presses, different things like that. But you can learn to, you know, work your chest in a whole different way. And then most importantly, push-ups. This can be another great area to really try and be masterful. So obviously I have a ton of movements I like, but those are my top three. Yeah, I've been doing like over a hundred push-ups, like pretty consistently, like especially doing stuff at home. And I feel like it's so, so, so overlooked. Like a lot of times people just think like, oh, like barbell bench press and it's like man like let's get some push-ups going and if you are someone who does struggle like i know the person who asked this said hey i'm new to chest movements that's awesome um, and that's totally cool but you will probably want to try to do some incline push-ups will help which will help you just leverage yourself a bit better and therefore um, do more which will help you just get better at that movement or eccentric push-ups where you pretty much will count down on the way down for th about three to four seconds allow yourself to plop down on the ground reset bring yourself back up and just continue to do that so you're pretty much you know i'm not a fan too much of doing knee push-ups because i find it takes out half of the body whereas here if it's a full body movement you're able to control yourself on the way down bring yourself down to the bottom and then reset there but one thing that um i love and i really miss even now that they had asked this is doing um cable flies like high mid and low cable flies i don't know if you mentioned that that was one of your favorites but that's definitely one of my favorites just uh josh right now he only has a single pulley system which i'm very grateful for doing tricep push downs doing lat pull down and stuff but i really miss like i feel like doing flies with a nice contraction um whether it's high low or mid is one of the the best exercises just to get a nice pump and you know get some strength uh, and uh hypertrophy going there yeah, those are killer as well. I, I love cable everything. So, you know, I could jump into that for a long time, but we'll leave it there today. I think that was a really informative episode, uh, covered a lot of different topics from all over the spectrum. So, you know, if you have any questions whatsoever that you want to ask, you know, hit us up on Instagram at Colossus Fit, C-O-L-O-S-S-U-S-F-I-T, or go ahead and also message me summer abs on Instagram. If you want to take your journey to the next level, see some actual incredible changes for the first time, or, you know, learn how to do it for maybe the second time but to keep it off and do it sustainably definitely hit me up i'm looking forward to helping you thank you so much everyone for tuning in we'll see you in the next episode peace out peace and love always